every single week I keep saying that this is going to be my last outdoor podcast, but here we are, 70 degrees, foliage in full bloom. I just want to shout out foliage for a second because you, my friend, are immaculate. You are bright. You are bold. You are sexy. You can do anything. And I don't want anybody listening to think that you can only peak once, that you could only peak for a week or a month, because this foliage is out here proving to the rest of the world you can peak way longer than anybody could ever tell you, predict about you. I've seen the best foliage of my life this year, and I think there's a reason for it. This is a very long intro before I get to my nobody asked me, but, but I think I learned a secret about foliage there this year. I'll just make it my nobody asked me, but nobody asked me, but I think I know the secret about foliage this year. I think foliage is about you looking for it. It is about you as an individual taking the time to open your eyes, explore nature, and see the colors and let the colors see you. Is this deep? Is this an emotional conversation? Perhaps. Because if you don't look at the foliage, if you don't open your eyes, maybe divert your attention while you're driving, which I don't recommend, but it does happen if you have a wandering eye like me looking at houses, real estate, decorations, dirty, unkept lawns. Your eyes wander when you're driving and your passengers, they might hate that. But what you'll see if you just slow down is all the colors and all the leaves and all of the beautiful nature here in upstate New York. And I think the people that say the foliage isn't that great this year, I know there's ways to predict it and there is a peak week and there's this and there's that. But the people that think the foliage stinks are the people that are not slowing down and accepting all of the world's beauty around them. I feel like it's a metaphor for slowing down and enjoying life because I can say for certain this year's foliage was fantastic. It was fantastic foliage. Say that five times fast. But I think it's because I was in the right brain space to enjoy it. And I think that's always the way that we feel about the change of seasons is that if you make it a thing, if you embrace it, whether it's through your traditions, through your daily kind of mindset in life, I think it makes it a lot easier to go through those seasonal changes because you have things that you look forward to, things that you admire about it, things that you just simply sit down and take a note. And that is not where I wanted to start this podcast. This is not where I was going with it. But listen, it's a warm fall day. I'm enjoying global warming as I know it. And you know that I love global warming. And I know that anybody could take a clip of that at any time and cancel me. But listen, there's a lot more cancelable people out there in the world. (laughs) Kanye West, I'm so glad I did not buy that Yeezy Gap sweatshirt for an absorbent amount of money. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Buttonista podcast. It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, your Buttonista, October 25th, 2022. Why am I here? Why am I talking? Sometimes I can't believe that I have a podcast, honestly. It gets weirder and weirder. I feel like maybe I need to do something soon to switch it up, shake it up. We've had some cute little interviews lately, this and that. But it is a heavy weight knowing that I am a solo girl in a solo show that I do every week. I appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens because I've just been winging it lately, baby. My notes are scarce. They are sparse like the leaves falling off the trees. Um, A metaphor for regrowth, rebirth, uh, wanting to grow as tall as a tree and be taller than 4'11 someday. I've been watching way too much Kardashians lately, wishing that uh, I was any of them really, but Kendall in particular, um, being a model, just it does seem quite beautiful. Uh, Today's show though, we're going to keep rolling with the fall theme and the fall tradition because it is the week before Halloween. I will not do a episode until November now at this point. Thank God it's Tuesday. will be November 1st. Halloween next week is on a Monday. And 
I talked a lot about Halloween last year because I was hosting my first Halloween party, which was definitely out of my comfort zone. I not really a big Halloween person. I know maybe that would surprise some people since I do love to dress up and be over the top, but last year was kind of a big effort to host a Halloween party. I thought it went okay. Um, I wasn't so in love with it that I wanted to do it again. So this year, all of my spooky decor that I bought is still in the attic and I just took out a few pumpkins and more seasonal things that I can keep in the house until Thanksgiving. But I was invited to attend a Halloween party that I think will be much more well executed. It's sort of a tradition. It's been going for a while. So I'm looking forward to that as well as Malloween at Crossgates. This is the first in-person Malloween since before the pandemic at Crossgates. They host a wonderful Halloween celebration for kids from 3 to 6 p.m. on Monday, October 31st. Kids can obviously wear their costumes, trick or treat throughout the mall. I do believe that I will be wearing some sort of uh, eclectic, over-the-top, unique get-up and getting in the full spirit of Halloween, as well as possibly judging a little Halloween fashion show, friendly competition among the young ones that are there and dressed up. So Two Buttons Deep will be showing up in full force to support Crossgates and their stores that participate because it's no secret that the last few years at the mall have been a little bit different. There used to be all kinds of in-person events and opportunities there to roam the mall for a good cause, for fun, etc. So I'm very excited to be going to Halloween. If you have kids, say it's a shitty day or say you don't live in a neighborhood. I didn't grow up in a neighborhood, so I was always looking for somewhere to trick-or-treat. We were the people that would have to go to another neighborhood and be the outsiders just so that we could walk around somewhere um, because I never had that luxury of just hopping over to my neighbor's house and getting some candy from them. So check out Halloween at Crossgates. I will be there. And I actually just got back from getting my costume. And let's just say I am certainly going all out. Makeup, wig, three-dimensional was my only prerequisite was that I wanted something that felt big and taking up a lot of space. And I think I nailed it. I'm very excited to see the final product. The theme of the Halloween party that I am going to uh, this weekend is icons. So I'm trying to find something iconic. I've had a couple ideas bounce around. It's very unfortunate that I have uh, kind of an off-color sense of humor in terms of what I find funny is a little bit more risque and... Uh, I, nothing crazy that could be like totally taken the wrong way, but I had a couple funny ideas that I think among uh, friends you could maybe pull off. Nothing, like I said, nothing like really, really bad, but some stuff that I thought was funny, but not worth uh, taking it to another level. But for everybody out there, speaking of Crossgates, speaking of all the Halloween parties that will take place this weekend, I do want to also announce that this month's Capital Region's Best Dressed October 2022 will in fact be Halloween themed. I think this is a subject, a concept that everybody can get behind, whether you're an everyday fashionista or not. Most people I do feel like enjoy dressing up for Halloween. And we did this last year. It was the first themed best dress that I did. And it was a hit. I will say if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out a costume, or maybe you're already going to a party and want to nominate yourself or a friend, I love group costumes. I think the more the merrier. I remember one of my favorites in college, like my whole group of friends dressed up as the Scooby-Doo gang. And it's really just like a strength in numbers game. The more people you have, the more you kind of really get into it and have all the right characters and all the right outfits. I think that's a really strong candidate. You could split the gift cards among your group. Couples costumes, obviously big. And then if you're just dressing as you and you have a great costume, solo shots as per the normal best dressed are preferred so keep that in mind this weekend when you're going to your Halloween parties and getting dressed up I don't know I mean I maybe this is the year I turn the corner and I end up becoming like the Heidi Klum of the capital region where I am like going completely you know way harder than everybody else I guess I'm just like I don't know I don't really see myself as the type of person that wants to like transform for the night I don't think I really get into the character or anything like that. But this could be the year. I do have some funny 
uh, things up my sleeve. But for the people out there that have always been on the Halloween train, I see you. You're dressing up. You're always doing crazy things. Um, you know, whether it's the exterior of your house, stuff that you do inside, even your uh, social media presence for the month of October. So definitely make sure that you keep an eye out for how to nominate yourself. I believe we will keep doing a Google form that worked for the Capital Region's Best Dressed uh, Back to School Kids edition. And for me, it's a lot cleaner. You can always uh, tag me in your pics. I see that more than I would see a DM. Instagram, if you're listening, you got to clean up the DMs. It is just an absolute nightmare to find any sort of message. And if you're not Instagram and you're just somebody that has DM'd me in the past, I also would like to apologize because it really is a flawed system. It's so hard to, you know, you have the pressure of feeling like you have to respond immediately because people can see if you've read it. There's no way to really turn off red receipts on Instagram. So... I was talking to somebody the other day who also gets a lot of messages. I can't remember who it was, but um, I think they said, you know, more or less they turn the notifications off. They don't answer. They, like, do it, you know, try not to do it at night. But, like, it just extends, like, my personal workday, you know, so far because I feel like I have to always respond. And I love to. And I'm obviously at a point where I can uh, respond to most people. But every once in a while something does slip and that does stress me out because I don't want people to think that I'm ignoring them. It's just not the right platform to accept an influx of messages when you know you're getting messages from people's handles you don't know their full names all the time and things like that it's just very messy and I'm definitely like an organized person and it's funny that this got brought up by me who's you know the host of this podcast because I've also seen a couple messages or posts lately just like in the news from uh you know just people in the area that have posted um, my former boss was the one that I saw. He posted a thread on Twitter about how he's not really using email anymore. And his like made sense to me because he's like the CEO of his own company. Awesome guy. And probably a guy who gets a ton of emails from a ton of people. So his thread was basically about how he's limiting himself on the amount of times he checks email per day as to you know, help the flow of his day better, probably decrease stress, stay more organized. And that made sense to me. But then like you read like uh, news articles and stuff about how email should be eliminated altogether. And I was thinking about it in the car today because everywhere I go, I'm driving at least like 45 minutes. And I'm thinking, daydreaming, imagining a world without email. And I think, like, people out there that are stressed about, like, eliminating email and want to get rid of email, like, I'm very confused by that thought. I feel like email is so important and so necessary, and I remember even way back at my first jobs, and I think, you know, most of you either know, you know, a superior at work or a colleague or a coworker that is always, like, you know, digging themselves out of their email inbox, and that was a concept that never took off in my brain because, you know, I guess when I worked for more corporate companies, I was very low on the totem pole. So I wasn't bombarded with like thousands, hundreds, even like dozens of emails. I've never in my life, no matter any job I've had, I've never had an email inbox that gets totally out of control. And I feel like people associate the amount of emails you get with like your importance as a person. Like, oh my God, I'm you know, the head of the company, I'm the most important, I'm the one that everybody wants to get in touch with and talk to and etc. And I remember I used to sit there and like wait for an email. Like when I get an email, even to this day, I'm like excited because that means like there's action, there's activity. And it blows my mind that so many people are just like weighed down by emails when I am more weighed down by DMs. And if somebody really wants to get in touch with me, I do the opposite. I'm like, can you please email me? Because at least if it's an email, I know I can respond. I know I can see it. And just by the numbers, I get fewer of those than I do DMs and stuff. And I wonder if that will shift with the younger generation who like runs companies on Instagram. Because whether you're like a hair salon or a restaurant, like a lot of places don't want to respond to you online on Instagram. Um, So I just thought that was interesting. There's really no point to me saying this, but the fact that um, people really could think that there could be a world without email. I mean, you get all your shipping confirmations there. You, you know, make plans. You have a calendar that's attached to your email. Like, if you're digging yourself out of email inboxes, I always would say that, like, you're not, no offense, but, like, I don't feel like you're the most productive person if you can't manage your inbox. I never, ever get as stressed out as I do when I see a glimpse of somebody's phone that says they have 
you know, like 10,000 emails in their like Apple version of the inbox, which I don't use. That's the other pro tip, I guess. I'm not a pro, but you know, the Google interface can separate all your emails out, promotions, updates, social, primary, like that to me should already help you. And people that would always complain about working late or getting up early or like answering emails on the weekends, I'm like, how un- like how not productive and organized are you at your job that you're doing that? Because most people should be able to get, you know, their work done within the 40, give or take a few hours that they, uh-oh, what's happening? Um, give or take like the 40 plus or minus hours that they're employed. I always feel bad for people that just like can't get control of that, so... I don't see a world without email in case anybody was asking me what I thought about the platform of email. Uh, Again, not a topic I thought I was going to get into today, but this is what happens when you wing it. No notes. I've done enough of the, I can do this. I can wing it. I can talk and talk and talk and talk just to myself, which I kind of like am a little down on myself after watching so much Kardashians, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And they should make me feel better out of anybody, but clearly it's been kind of a big week in pop culture. We had the new Taylor Swift album drop. Uh, We have Kardashians on Hulu, which is now streaming. I've finally been catching up. And I love Saturday Night Live. I love comedy. And I've been trying to consume more of the things that inspire me and that I like lately. But every once in a while, it makes me feel a little down on myself that my only talent is talking. Like, I just so wish I could, like, pick up a guitar or any other kind of microphone and make any other sound come out of my mouth than this voice that I have because it's really weird that my only talent is, like, talking. And then we have Taylor Swift out here who's, like, breaking all the Spotify records of all time and it's her 102nd studio album. So I actually missed the release of Taylor Swift because I did not have my AirPods. So when I was on my way to Philadelphia for my girls' weekend... I knew it was only a 30-minute flight, so I wasn't, like, really stressed out about not having AirPods. I actually don't like having them on when I'm in, like, crowded places like the airport. I feel like you just kind of need to be alert. It's some of the best people watching and overhearing of conversations, you know, that you could possibly imagine. I mean, just look at the way people dress in the airport, the way people act in the airport. You want to watch your back because people are so bizarre wearing matching pajamas and sat you know all just there's so much weirdness that goes on at the airport I truly do like to take it all in and be a part of it but when I got on the plane I was a little bummed knowing that midnight the album had just came out a few hours before and that I would not be able to get some initial thoughts on it I've never been the biggest Taylor Swift fan like like outwardly I'm not an out of the closet out of the woods that's a Taylor Swift reference I'm not like that big of a Taylor fan but I find that hipster mentality kind of seeps in with people like her Beyonce because I'm not a hater by any means but I kind of back off during the original initial hype I don't want to let the media influence me. I don't want everybody online to influence me of their opinions and like that that nervousness that I'm like, oh my God, I got to listen right now. So usually what ends up happening, especially with the Taylor Swift, I would say is that I end up getting into the album and digesting it and listening to it on my own time. And then I form my own opinions when I'm ready. And after realizing I became such a Harry Styles fan, obviously I went to the concert a few weeks ago. I absolutely loved the latest album, the pop culture tie-in with the Don't Worry Darling and all of that kind of contributed to me loving him. And then going to that concert, which is such a highly coveted, important, iconic sort of concert to go to, I know that with this next Taylor Swift, you know, album, announcement, press, music videos, that I will pretty much maybe do anything in my power to go see her because... I think the closer I get to 30, like the less cool it would be for me to even go to a Taylor Swift concert. And she's been in her prime for so long. And this album seems to be getting really good reviews so far that if I'm going to go to a Taylor Swift concert and experience all of the magic and wonder that is her, I need to do it now and then take as many notes as I can so that I can plot and ploy to become the next best, most relevant Taylor in the game, singing voice or not. I'm going for you, Taylor. I'm gunning for your spot. 
Uh, but I do like the album. Bejeweled is a good one. I don't really have like a top five or anything. Like I said, I'm not that big of a fan. But I've heard a couple of the songs. Antihero. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Karma. So there's some good ones. on Vigilante shit. That one's cute. So it's giving me, if anybody does care what I think, it's giving me more like reputation vibes. And it's funny because I actually have like listened to, you know, probably her past three or four albums through and through. And there's always a few that I really like. Obviously, the past few have been a little bit more emotional and folky and uh, kind of sad girl-ish, sad boy-esque. But I remember like the Blank Space Taylor the Red Album Taylor, where you're desperately awaiting a banger, a girl anthem, just something that you can turn up all the way. I have a really big personal problem of listening to songs that I love on repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And I was hoping that there might be one of those on this album. I'm not ready to say at this time which song it might be, but overall, I was pleased even though I'm the biggest Spotify super fan on the planet, it can be hard to discover new music sometimes, whether you're just in your habits and you listen to your own playlist. I make a lot of my own playlists and um, sometimes you just get in a funk. I listen to more podcasts now during these 45 minute plus daily drives, but overall I'm very happy. I got, uh, I got to get into her late night appearances and stuff like that, but I'm not here for like the, um, you know, the in-depth, like, Netflix documentary style investigating that the Swifties do out there. Don't worry, I'm not coming for your spot. I'm not trying to get that into her content, but you got to respect the game. I mean, how long has she been doing this? She does not really miss. And allegedly, I read online that she could potentially be married to whoever she's dating now. It's a secret. Insiders know And that leads me to my next topic, which is I am a big fat loser who lives under a rock. I'm a big fat loser who lives under a rock is brought to you by Martin Harding and Mazzotti. These guys, the heavy hitters, I hope you never need them. I hope you never get into an accident where you are down on your luck. You need a little bit of help and you need to get out of a bad situation, you need to go for the bad guys, you need to get your revenge that Taylor Swift is dressing for, acting for, singing for lately, I hope that never happens to you. But if it does, I know that you will know the heavy hitters are the people that you need to call. They represent us right here in New York, other parts of the Northeast to make sure that you get the justice you need when you are in a car accident, a serious accident. The heavy hitters are there for you. They are the car crash pros, especially going into Halloween. You got to make sure that you avoid any type of situation where you could be driving and you shouldn't be driving. So they do offer a free ride home program from several local bars in the area. But otherwise, just think about the heavy hitters and don't let them down. You know, don't get in that car. Don't grab the keys. Do whatever you can to stay safe because I hope you never need them. And if you do, they will be there. So I really do feel like a huge loser. Hipster mentality is something that I have thrown on around on the show. I can't remember what my original topic was, but I had a whole episode titled Hipster Mentality. I obviously just mentioned it when it comes to Taylor Swift. But what's going on with my microphone? Um... But, like, I mean, my job is social media. And I don't know if I'm so in my own world sometimes and just so overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed isn't the right word because this doesn't overwhelm me. But so engrossed in my own company, content, podcast, what have you. That sometimes I can be totally blind to some of the bigger, trendier things that are going on on a national level, whether it's like a viral TikTok dance or a trending sound like I never even knew what that was or people, you know, you guys know because you use them. I just feel like there's some things that I kind of turn a blind eye to because I don't have the time. I mean, I knew about the corn kid. I'm pretty good on celeb uh, overarching like topics and gossip, but... My friends have told me at multiple points throughout the past however many years about an Instagram account called Dumois, which I'm too lazy, I'm too in one ear and out the other, never took the time to search and follow on my own page, 
And I can say with such certainty that I am a big fat loser and that I've been missing out on the type of content that I was like born to read and consume. If you don't know what it is, I highly doubt it because again, everybody on the planet probably somehow knew about this but me. But it is like the like number one prestige celeb gossip account that takes uh, submissions, whether it's DMs, emails, 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 emails from people that are more or less in celebrity circles or at the very least live in major cities or are in bars and restaurants, etc., where celebrities are interacting. So the account is basically primarily run on Instagram stories and they screenshot these uh, accounts of what celebrities are doing, who's with who, who's on a date, who just dropped out of a movie, who got a DUI, who lost a big deal. And it is so interesting to me. It is the world that I like literally desperately would love to be in. I mean, the more that I like, like I'm just obsessed with celebrity culture and I know that it ruins your life and I know that people have bad days too and that money doesn't solve all your problems and all of that. But to me, the inner workings of all of this stuff is so goddamn interesting. When I watch the Kardashians, which is basically taking up 95% of my brain space right now, while other people are at home watching it going, rolling their eyes, like I can't believe these people, love them or hate them, whatever, I am watching being like, I've never wanted something in my life so bad. Kim Kardashian has 30,000 pieces of her own clothes archived in a storage unit, preserved, labeled, tagged. I mean, it's just so impressive and so like out of another world that it doesn't even seem real. And I watch it and I just think like, like that's it for me. Like that's, that is really it. And it might seem superficial and it might seem this and that, but I just think it's so interesting and just the designers that she gets to wear and blah, 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 blah. So this account is bringing me so much excitement and joy because I'm so truly interested in this stuff. Some people are into history. Some people are into baseball. I am into, I don't even want to say the gossip, but just the inner workings. Where do they hang out? What do they do? Who's with who? Like, I, I don't know. I just love it. So I can't believe I didn't know about this account. Obviously, they have millions of followers. It's not new. People, the whole tagline is like, Anon, please, because people will submit things and they don't want anybody to know that it's them. Nobody knows who runs it as far as I know. I'm sure there's theories and things like that. But if you're ever curious about the stuff that you see on E! News and stuff like that, this is that deep dive that we've all kind of been waiting for. You know, are Leo and Gigi done? Um, you know, does Melissa McCarthy's husband have a love child? Kim and Ivanka were out to lunch. Like I saw this on Dumois before I saw that Kim and Ivanka were out to lunch on, uh, you know, E. Why can't I think of the name of the show? Not Hollywood Story. What's the one that's on? Not E! News. Am I stupid? Inside Edition uh, with Deborah Norville. So I've just like found a new love for social media. If I'm on my phone and it doesn't look like I'm paying attention to you, it's because I'm not. It's because I'm on Dumois. So maybe one day I will find myself on, you know, the nth degree, the edgiest edge of that circle. And I can pretend that I know what all that feels like. But boy, it is fascinating. Of course, it's not all verified. It's not all true. And, um, you know, as someone who has had people say bad things about me on the internet, I can only imagine that celebrities probably don't necessarily love this, but it is uh, a lot of stuff that seems to be coming from their inner circles and people that, you know, could be best friends with so-and-so's hairstylist and heard this. And, um, yeah, it's like my modern day version of like history, I guess. I'm never going to open up another book. I'm never going to, uh, even maybe watch a, a TV show that compares to the joy that I felt while, catching up on all things Dumois that I completely have missed out on for X number of years. So I guess I am a big fat loser and I guess I can understand why people probably drown out when I start talking about pop culture because there's so many other people in this world that are doing a much better job of documenting it and recapping it than I ever could. And that's the reason why this company is more capital region focused because we can provide things to the area that you can't find everywhere else. I get that most people don't care uh, what I have to say about Kim Kardashian, but I mean, I care. And now at least I found uh, a community online where I can go to get the information that I need. And I promise I will try my very best not to have to relay that on to you if I can help it. 
Whew. I found out about Jamois on my girls' weekend to Philadelphia. Just going to recap it very quickly because it's kind of one of those overarching life lessons and themes and time where I can sort of reflect on the journey that I'm on and the things that I do care about because another kind of like downside of this job is that it's kind of, it's not a facade, but it's so many things that I do socially are work related. And what can happen as a result of being a personality and going places and, you know, choosing to go to activities and events is that when I choose to go to activities and events, nine times out of 10, it's for work. And even though I'm there and I have a blast and we're having drinks and we're social, it's under a totally different lens versus somebody that's just going to something just to go for fun. And sometimes I forget that when I'm doing all this stuff, because I'm having a blast when I do it, that I need to kind of make more time intentionally to do things on a personal level with my friends that have nothing to do with work, that don't care what I do for work or want to necessarily talk about it or anything, any of our jobs for that matter, right? Of course, you catch up this and that, the pleasantries of, you know, how are things with you? But to just kind of take all of that away, go on a little mini trip to somewhere my friend lives. It's not like we got up and we went to, you know, Key West for the weekend or anything, which I would also invite and welcome at any point in time. But to just have a girls weekend that is just pure and authentic was a really refreshing experience. At the end of the day, there's just going to be people in my life that just know me and accept me for who I am. And, you know, let me just be me and they can be them as well, right? There's nothing superficial. There's nothing planned. It's just downtime with people that you really love and cherish and that have been with you for so many years. And it's hard to get groups of people together nowadays. So I was just so happy that the opportunity to have a girls weekend kind of, you know, was able to fall into our laps, get planned and executed and to really not have any plans along the way. I think sometimes when you don't see people for a while or you haven't really done something like that, I think people get nervous, like, you know, not really whether or not they're going to have fun, but like an entire weekend, like is a lot of space to fill. If there's no peak, if there's no main event, you know, it's just a lot of time and you're used to it when you're in high school and you're together doing this, you're driving in the car, going to parties, whatever, but it's just something about it is a little bit different as adults and it's not like you worry that you're going to run out of things to say or this and that, but you just want to kind of keep the energy up, keep the weekend moving and, you know, it is that old phrase where it just ends up being like no time has passed and I can say... I just laughed so hard. I had tears in my eyes. I spit out my water at one point. Thank God it was not red wine. It was very close. I was taking a water break and, you know, just the funniest of things. Inside jokes, like, kind of form immediately. And it just feels so youthful and, like, carefree. And I just don't really get a lot of those moments anymore. I'm sure if, you know, my circumstances were different, I would maybe be doing more of these types of things. Say I had moved away and, you know, had more of like a single life in the city type of situation or even just with all your friends that lived in one place. You know, it's hard when, you know, especially living in the capital region, when your friends do move away, not everybody stays here. Uh, I think we all know how hard it is to make new friendships as adults. And even those friendships aren't the same as your home friendships. I was with my friends that, you know, some of them I've known since I was in first grade. And, you know, throughout middle school and high school and college. And have seen you at, you know, every phase, age, stage in your life possible. And there's just something about that that can't be replicated. It's the completely letting your guard down and being silly. I think I always really try to be the one that, you know, keeps the energy up, makes everybody laugh. And I feel like I know how to make my friends laugh in a different way where I know their personalities and what they think is funny and what they bring to the table with stories and jokes. And then, you know, I have a lot of good callbacks and try to kind of take it up a notch and make sure that we're just laughing. And you can't make sure that everybody's laughing, but it just happens so naturally and we all contribute something to that. And, I love making memories. I just love it so much. Anytime I write somebody a card to congratulate them on anything. I mean, I always bring up the word memories because 
that's really all we have. You know, we live in the moment, but I always try to also document it. And I not in the way of like, I'm that person on my phone the whole time. And I really try not to be, except for then I found out Dumois and then I was on my phone the whole time, uh, just reading and catching up during our, our quiet moments. But I always want those things to look back on and the memories and the pictures and the little videos. Now, I think it's a great way to document your time and, um, it's just different. I don't know. I just felt so happy and and so glad that I had that opportunity and want to make sure that I make that a priority um, in my life. I think this type of this time of time of your years when everybody's still figuring out who they are, where they're going to settle down, who they're going to settle down with. I think these years are the tricky years because it's easy to get super busy and not line schedules up and not have the money to like go on a big trip or do anything drastic or people don't always come home for the holidays anymore. So this time is the hard time, I think. You know, my mom always told me that, you know, fast forward to when like you are married with kids, then you kind of like can like bring some of those uh, planned events and friendships and relationships back because you're doing a whole new set of things with you know the same people that you've always been with and you're entering into a new chapter more or less around the same time that they are so I always look forward to that but you can't wait for that either you know you have to try to bring people together as often as possible and I've always said on this show especially you know being friends with your friends friends the bachelorette parties the engagement parties the spontaneous weekends where you're invited to be with a group of people that maybe you're aren't your best friends every single one of them but you have an opportunity to make new friends and create new kind of uh tangent relationships or tangential I'm not doing math here um relationships with people that are like-minded and stuff like that so it really was a great weekend I wasn't posting in the moment I think that's the other thing that you know the Botanista page is it's me so I don't really have like filler content that I can just post just to post I don't post anything that you know I don't want to that I don't feel like I need to um and I think the weekend sometimes you have to have to unplug and I I know that I'm a brand and I'm a person I have to run this account constantly but you know I think it also is okay to take like a 48 hour break I don't see any other like influencer that I follow posting you know three or four times a day it's kind of a different different account a different type of thing than other brands that you could see posting multiple memes or whatever this and that so I try to take some personal time in that respect and just be present and make those memories because I won't forget that trip and did anything you know, out of the ordinary happened? Did we do anything crazy? No, but it was just cherished, really well spent time and laughter, memories, all of that stuff. And the pictures to prove it are always really important to me. And not to mention, Philadelphia is an awesome city. I just have been there many times over the years, but every time I go, I just find that, you know, it's super walkable. It has you know, the trendier upscale things. There's shopping. There's no Zara, which is crazy. I went to Zara at Crossgates before, uh, but just really quick in and out, just trying to find some kind of last minute outfit. But, you know, if you need that change of scenery, I'm team staycation. If you got to do it and go out to the woods or go somewhere locally, but you know, it's a three and a half hour drive. It's a 30 minute flight. Uh, It's a great little city just to get some of that inspo, get a little recharge and Uh, my friend that lives there hopefully will be there for a few more years to come so I do look forward to spending more time in that city and um, it does like bum me out going back to like just the personal stuff even the celeb stuff like I do feel like I'm a meant to be city person I love the energy I get so much energy from cities I love the architecture the buildings the people the fashion the storefronts the restaurants like I love cities And if I could do it all over again, you know, I would always say that I probably do wish I spent a little bit more time really nailed down to one where I could, you know, see that side of myself and kind of develop in a different way. Um, I think there's, you know, challenges that come with living in cities uh, logistically that I think, you know, living in upstate we shy away from because we can't really fathom you know, not being able to drive to get our groceries, stupid shit, right? Stuff that you just suck it up and get over, you know, walking into the subway when it's raining, stuff like that. Um, I think that deters a lot of people. And that's such a small thing for such a big reward of living in a major city. But when I was there, I was thinking, I'm like, you know what, like, you know, my life is just going in a different direction. And I could see myself living in a city when I'm older. You know, I mean, it's never, never has to go in the order that you plan or pick. I mean, of course, there's benefits to being in a city when you are young, but I could truly see myself 
you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, with a place in a city someday or whatever, you know, I just think you have to always keep your mind open and your options open. And maybe for me, it's making it a priority to visit at least New York a little bit more often because it is in my back pocket. Philadelphia is in our back pocket. And, um, you know, it's okay to go there and recharge and get energy for 48 hours. I remember one of my old bosses at the bridal shop, that's what she used to do. She would just go there for like a couple days just to like get what she needed, like emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And then you head home and there is that feeling of, oh, I'm so glad I'm home, back in my routine, stuff like that. But uh, I've really never been anywhere that I hated or never want to go back besides Lake Placid and Cooperstown. So I do feel like I could pick up and go to a new city and really, truly just kind of be perfectly happy. So um, that was just a little Philly recap. I feel like I'm cruising right through the show. Notes free, phone-ish free. The last thing I want to talk about is... Oh, no, I forgot. I have one big thing that I really want to talk about. And it has to do with all of this. It has to do with my trip to Philadelphia. It has to do with this fall weather that we're experiencing. And it's going to be difficult for me to explain this and say this. But we have to talk about the leather jacket rule. And I can't even say that there is one. But this started... With another girls' night, another night of cherished fun and memories with new friends, my gal pals here in the Capital Region in Saratoga. I told part of the story on the Behind the Buttons podcast, but uh, this part is more relevant here, so I'm just going to kind of recap and get you up to speed. But I was invited to a birthday dinner for one of my best friends here in the area, and it was a beautiful fall day. Dinner was at 6 p.m. in Saratoga outside. All of these details matter. I had picked out my outfit a few days in advance, knowing all of the criteria around where we were sitting, what we were doing. And I was very happy with my look. My chunky Zara 90s heels that I wore to my live show, I have a few pictures in, have definitely gotten their use. I was a little nervous spending $90 on them because they were basically a transitional shoe. And I've talked about how transitional outerwear clothing can kind of be a waste of money. But not ready to close my toes. They bring me a whole lot of height, which is really, really necessary. And I've been getting my wear out of them. So I had those planned. A rent the runway. I'm not going to say bodycon, but it was a very slim fit ruched floor or not floral uh, patterned uh, geometric dress from Simon Miller. And I wanted to wear my leather jacket over it. My leather jacket is oversized it's like a medium or large and it's vintage so it's real leather from uh, the vintage shop Saratoga I saw it there around this time last year and I just knew I had to have it it had that authenticity I liked the big shoulders I liked that since it's big you wear it with sweaters stuff like that underneath and I do feel like you know this does matter that I it's maybe a little bit more of a classic and just a forever piece that I could have so that is my leather jacket that I chose to wear over this dress I was the first one to dinner. That also matters. And when my girlfriends came, there were four of them and three of them, if not two, two to three of them were also wearing black leather jackets. And I'm not going to lie. My heart sunk for a minute because I am not like the queen of fashion. I am not the know-it-all. I am not always right. These are my opinions. This is what I like and don't like. And I try to be as honest as possible, but I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not the end-all, be-all. I never want to hurt people's feelings or make people feel bad. And I don't own anything, right? Even though I, I have these quirks and these things that I state as fact, you know, it's part, it's like fashion comedy. I don't know. Like, is there serious in it? Is there truth in it? Absolutely. But I am not the only person that can wear certain things. So my heart did sink, however, having said all of that, when everybody else was wearing a leather jacket and I immediately felt like so unstylish, so unoriginal, and so basic. And you know the girls. You know the basic girls that we all roll our eyes at and, you know, that dress the same when they go anywhere. Go to Nashville. Go on vacation. I mean, every girl dresses the same nowadays. There's really no way around it. We see the same things. We're inspired by the same things. And unless you are a real deal fashionista, everybody has white low top sneakers. Everybody has a jean jacket. Everybody has a leather jacket. Everybody has, you know, a floral midi skirt with a white t-shirt. 
We all have ripped jeans from Abercrombie. We all have a lot of the same things. And I try to go a step further. I try to go out of the box, especially when I'm going to be with a large group because I know this can happen. Hence, this is where the one hat rule was born. I had a popular post over the summer from the track of a group of men and women all wearing fedoras. I made a joke about it that the one hat rule is essentially that only one person per friend group should be wearing a hat. Otherwise, you look suspicious and or basic. The hats are funny. It's quirky. It's silly. Uh, you know, what do you what are you guys all doing? Are you in a quartet? Are you in a kid's bot? Like, I don't know. It just a lot of questions open up when every single person is wearing a hat, especially a fedora. This was also made popular during the fall season when everybody has on the quilted scarf, the high boots, the, uh, you know, kind of like rancher hat, I would call it. So this is not a new phenomenon. I just sort of uh, turned it into a cold hard fact a rule and have since put that out into the world on Instagram and then more in detail at my live show on my birthday at June Farms. What I didn't think of was that there would be many other situations where your peers would be dressing the same way as you. And even though I was a little disappointed, thought I could have done better for that night, I shook it off. I realized that we all needed a jacket to wear. There's only so much transitional outerwear out there. And we went on another night. And leaving the final restaurant that we decided to have another drink at post-dinner, I was confronted by, at the time, I thought it was just a fan or a follower or just someone that knew me. Uh, what I didn't realize, shit, I don't know what's going on with my microphone. hope nothing's getting messed up. What I didn't realize was that this person was actually being facetious and making fun of me. Uh, I would blame the, you know, several glasses of red wine I had throughout the evening. But this woman approached me in the bar and said, what about the leather jacket rule? Is it one leather jacket per friend group? And I am a professional. I played it off perfectly and also didn't know I was getting made fun of. So that helped quite a bit. And I said, that's a great question. Um, I am not sure how to feel about this because... Of one thing. This was my ground to stand on. This is what I would go to the witness stand uh, at Judge Judy on. I said, jackets are a little bit different because you need them. Like, we all wore a leather jacket that night in part fashion, but the other part is necessity. We were eating outside. What if it gets cold? Temperature drops. Our legs are exposed. Dresses, etc. We might need this leather jacket. And I really don't remember what she said. It was getting a little fuzzy at that point in the night. And I thought I answered to the best of my ability, saying that it really depends on the situation. Leather jackets are, you know, not only a staple, but a uh, weather protectant, for better or for worse. And I went on my way. They confronted me about something else, uh, but that's not relevant to this show. And it wasn't until a few days later that my friends reminded me that they were, in fact, like making fun of me. And this girl was basically, you know, confirming, you know, my biggest fears is that she thought we were all basic bitches and maybe in in a sense that I'm a bit hypocritical because I've said out there that, you know, only one person can wear a hat and I don't take any of that back. But I am in a in between a, a rock and a hard place. I'm between, you know, a leather jacket and goosebump arms trying to decide if there is such thing as a one leather jacket rule. I would be the one that makes the rules. I cannot enforce that rule. I don't think I can even abide by that rule. But I don't want to create a problem without having a solution. And the other thing that kind of goes into play here is that, you know, we did not coordinate outfits. We did not all discuss what we were wearing, you know. So what if I was out wearing a hat and somebody else in the group came wearing a hat? I mean, that's violation of the rule, but... You know, there's only so much prep work. I mean, you don't need to go around the group chat and all explain your outfits unless you're really, you know, in a tough spot. The weather's changing. Somebody has a really burning question inside themselves or, you know, maybe you own the exact same item and you're making sure nobody wears it. But I'm struggling with this. I am because I don't want to give up my leather jacket. But for me, a leather jacket is like a staple. I wear it all the time. I repurpose it. I wear it with sweatpants, dresses, whatever. For some people, a leather jacket could be 
like one of the cooler things in their closet. It could be something different that they've never had before. It could be them going out of their comfort zone a little bit, you know? I mean, that's a clothing item that I am very comfortable with. But I do believe that a lot of people are just getting into the pleather game. They're seeing it everywhere, uh, be it the cursed you know, fashion consultants at the Today Show to, you know, Instagram and things like that. So what I don't want to do, and honestly, the same thing with hats is that I don't want to discourage people from, you know, owning clothing items like these. Obviously, we all need jeans. We all need clogs. We all need cowboy boots or whatever it is that's trendy. But I think my only advice and like motivation is that when you are planning an outfit, very similar to the wedding dress conversation that we had last week for guests, is you know, is there something about your outfit that makes you different? Is there something about your outfit that makes you stand out? Is it getting a different color leather jacket instead of black? Is it tying around your waist instead of wearing it on, you know, your arms? What can you do with your outfit in general to not all show up at the same place wearing the same thing? Because it really is unavoidable. We all have you know, the same type of casual style, the, you know, even the crisscross jeans are in right now, like all of this stuff, um, you know, is just kind of out there and we're all kind of wearing it at the same time. But, you know, it's another one of my old school all time principles is like spend the extra 15 minutes in the mirror, see how you can elevate your look, try things, mix and match. Don't wear something exactly as you saw it on the mannequin, right? Try to take it up to another level. So that's where I'm at right now on the one leather jacket rule. I, I'm not enforcing this. I'm not saying this is a thing. I think jackets are required. It's where we live. Um, but I do think it's more of a answer that revolves around creativity than it does uniformity. And nobody should want to all show up somewhere the same. I mean, yes, I'm the one that you know, thinks about this stuff. And I know other people don't and they just want to wear what makes them feel good and comfortable. But like you, you want to be, you want to be you, you know, you don't want to look, I don't even know. I mean, maybe you do want, want to look unoriginal. I don't know. Like as long as you feel good in your clothes, I guess it's fine. But I just feel like, like nobody could be happy all showing up to the bar dressed like all of your friends. Like just, that's not cool. Like I don't believe anybody over the age of 12 should match another human being at all. So I don't know whether it's opening up the group chat. I don't think you need to like approve. I mean, I like people to be surprised at what I'm wearing. So it's a lot to unpack. It's unfortunate that, you know, it was an encounter with a stranger who disliked me that sparked this in my brain. Um, But it's to be continued, right? Maybe there's some jacket alternatives. Maybe there's some other things we can do here. But I will not change my stance on the fact that a leather jacket is, you know, a great closet staple that I do think everybody should have and can use. You're not always out with the girls, right? I'm definitely not. I just said that whole story about how I don't spend enough time out with the girls. Maybe that's why I'm more conscious of it is because I am literally usually out for work and I'm the only girl around. So, or if I am not the only girl, I know I'm, I'm different or I'm, I'm, I'm dressing for the occasion, things like that because I'm going to be on camera or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not not ready to say RIP to the leather jackets yet by any means, but that one hurt. It dug deep. And I will see you next Tuesday. Happy Halloween. Be safe.